Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This episode of The Kindness Project was recorded live on Facebook during lockdown, which explains why we're probably still talking about being stuck indoors. I hope you're enjoying your time outside to the fullest, and thanks for listening to The Kindness Project. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about acne products, anime knowledge, and we're joined by Bianca Santi from Pod Fitness. Morning, I'm fine, thank you. I'm struggling a little bit with a hay fever at the moment, but otherwise, I'm fine. Thank you very much. I ha- I have actually, um, since I was about 18, I remember it really well, because it was when I was doing my A-levels, I came out of an exam screaming, and uh, my teacher said, what happened, what happened? And I was like, I don't know, but the exam was twice. <laughs> since then, that's quite a long time ago. Um, but basically... Uh, I try to, I have a period where it's quite bad, like right about now, probably for about a week. So I try to avoid being outdoors, but, you know, I love being outdoors at the same time and, and we need to get out there in the sun and get the vitamin D. Um, yeah. So um, I have, to be honest, I've tried over the years lots, you know, nasal sprays, uh, antihistamines, and they never quite seem to do it. So I just kind of push on through. Um, yeah. Loads of tissues. <laughs> yeah, loads of tissues. I, I imagine though, like now, now we've got like the the prevalence in face masks. Just a big old school gas mask might save you from hay fever. Right? I think so. You know, like a World actually, War Two style magic yeah. gas mask. Probably difficult to exercise in though. Yeah, you know what is quite effective actually is. Um, if you are going out, and especially if you are going to go out and exercise, it is to put a little bit of um, something like Vaseline or lip gloss around your nostrils. Right. And um, I know it sounds a bit weird, but what it does, it does actually uh, catch, uh, in theory, like the pollen before it goes up your nose. So it does help a little bit. There's a little top tip for you. Top tip? We like that. What unofficial question of the podcast. We'll move on to the actual question of the podcast in a minute. But unofficial question of the podcast and we should have this as a proper question of the podcast coming up go on are you doing the eye roll of course i am you're doing the eye roll super early in the episode um what is your top (laughs) tip you know what tip do you always share with Ah, people to to, uh what's your top tip wheel around quite a lot of the wheelie chair i got caught in your wheelie chair when i was trying (laughs) to shuffle forwards and now i'm kind of awkwardly at a side angle yeah so what the 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 question that i want to ask unofficial question of the podcast is what is your top tip so what is what's the thing that you share that's really useful what do you reckon your top tip is charlotte don't know no, don't, oh, know. I don't know. Is it potentially about salmon burgers? Well, that was for that was that was for a piece of writing I'm doing. Uh, the, right. uh, my second attempt at writing a book, and I, I I like doing detailed stuff about really random stuff. So why why are you doing research into salmon burgers? Why because are you? They're cooking. Oh, they're cooking. Yeah. And what what did you need to know about salmon burgers? The ingredients. Oh, right, okay. What's in the salmon burger? I'm assuming salmon. I'm hoping so. Salmon, yeah, but it, it was also a whole dish with like sweet potato fries oh. and. Oh, I love, Ooh, yum. I I love a sweet potato fries. I still have the recipe up on my laptop, which is to the left. We're working on three screens.
experience today and not the four from last time. Yeah. So, uh, sweep, take, throw. So, what we want to know, and hi to Danielle, hi to Russ, hi to Mary, hi to Jackie, hi to Desmond, hi to Kelly, hi to Andy, and hi to Russ. Um, what is your unofficial question of the podcast is what is your top tip? You know, what, what do you always share that is really useful for most people? Um, should we talk about the official question of the podcast? Yes. If you could be a fictional or cartoon character for a week, who would you be? And I'm going to assume you asked why? Yeah, maybe why. Maybe why. Yeah, maybe why. If you want to ask, if you want to answer why, that's fine. So if you were to be a fictional or cartoon character for a week, who would you be? Bianca, who would you choose? (laughs) Do you know what popped into my head? Um, The Roadrunner? Do you know that you remember the... Amazing choice. (laughs) Amazing choice. Like to go really fast. <laughs> do, do you know what though? The road runner might be a good choice, but you wouldn't want to be what I mean. The, probably one of the worst is the coyote. Do you know what? I mean? Yeah. And why, why that isn't the coyote doing something about all of the shoddy products Acme is sending him? I mean, uh, it's true. He's let down, isn't he? Every single time. <laughs> Stop buying Acme products, shouldn't you? Don't you remember the road runner? No. Meet me. me. <laughs> You don't know who the roadrunner is. I remember it, I just don't remember it in detail. Well, what, what used to happen is um, he used to run away from this coyote. Yeah, I know, I know that bit. You know that bit. Well, just catch me up on where you are with roadrunner. No, that's it, that's as much as I know. <laughs> right. That's then, kind of all you need to know. And then, and then what <laughs> the coyote used to have to do is try and buy these products that used to apparently help him get the get the roadrunner every week and they just used to go wrong. Now if Amazon sent me one product that went wrong, I'd probably send it back. But he kept on going to the same place. You know what the, that kind of reminds me of? You know Phineas and Ferb? Yeah. Dr. Doofenshmirtz, he always used to make something to try and make his life better or to try and fill out his evil schemes. And these kids just like... They yeah. didn't even mean to do it, but they just kept messing up his his machines, yeah. his innators. Um, Bianca, it shows <laughs> yes. the difference in generations, because I don't, haven't got a clue who Phineas and Furby's, do you? No, no. no. <laughs> Completely over. I, you know what? Like, I, I, know, I know a bit about Pokemon now, because you educated me about Pokemon. I know about Ooh. Digimon, which Digimon. seems Ooh. the same as Pokemon, to be honest. You can't say that. <laughs> say that why am I not allowed to say that because the, the people say that all the time and it's like they're not the same oh, okay but... okay monsters who have got powers fine um and um I've, I, I know about well I know I know a lot more about manga now because we went mm-hmm. to that manga museum in Kyoto yes. didn't we that was amazing so yeah I know a lot more I spent half an hour reading Detective Conan yeah I'm, I'm, I know a lot more about manga now so salmon fish cakes what is your top tip um, and the official question in the podcast? What fictional character would you be for a week um, or a cartoon character? Um, and where can people get in touch with us? Okay, so if you're currently watching this, you are already on our Facebook page or you're on the share thing that I set up this morning. I set up every morning and it is easy to get to us from there and it should be pretty obvious. Just comment, yeah. feel free. Uh, so if you're not, you can type into that search bar thingy because if you're not, then you're listening. So I need to explain 
what's going on. So you type the Kindness Project podcast in the top or on Twitter, we're at Ola Kindness, and it's the same for Instagram. We have a website, www.thekindnessproject.co.uk. We have an email, Ola, Ola at thekindnessproject.co.uk. I think I covered everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can listen to all of our 100 odd episodes of the kindness project that we've done over the last couple of years on the website with some amazing amazing guests um please do check that out we've got merch on sale um so you can buy a kindness project t-shirt and stuff like that (laughs) no we get we get a bit in yeah, we do, yeah. But 100% of that goes to charity, so um, you're raising money for a good cause if you choose to support the Kindness Project. Um, and, yeah, that's, I think that's about it. Uh, do you want to go on with the show? Because you've got a little bit about Dave Forsyth's Silver Linings, haven't you? Well, Dave Forsyth's Silver Linings. I just have the Facebook page up. Go on Would you mind shuffling over? Just a tiny bit. Just so I can read it because my head's a little bit. Ooh. Okay, silver linings for Thursday. So those are yesterday's silver linings. Okay. A small charity called Zarek Leeds is doing amazing things in the community. They describe themselves as one teacher and her mates trying to make sure the kids in the UK have a bed. During the lockdown, they have turned into a tower of strength for the needy and vulnerable. Please support them with a few quid if you can by visiting their web- website and clicking on the donor button. And we'll put that link in the show notes as well. A care home in Devon is, has copied the concept of drive through restaurants to reunite loved ones during the coronavirus. Using PPE, time slots and separate, separate stations, family visited residents from the safety of their cars after eight weeks of uh, well, I like the idea of this, right? So... so allowing people to visit their families but sort of still practicing the social distancing thing. Uh, unofficial question of the podcast, what would you have as a drive-through that now might, like before might never have worked but now might? So I know there's like drive-through cinemas and drive-through food. Would a drive-through theatre work? Do you reckon? Drive-through comedy club. Drive-through comedy club. You, you drive past the guy tells you a joke and the first one that makes you laugh. You just move on. How about if they never make you laugh? Because you'd be there a long time, wouldn't you? Let's be honest. <laughs> no, I'd probably look at, take one look at someone trying to tell me a joke and I'd be like... <laughs> OK. Next on Silver Linings, uh, a line of knitted bunting, largely, largely created while in lockdown, has almost doubled and existed. That's another person who's got a Guinness World Record before me. I say we do a live stream and... Um, <laughs> So we, we need to we need to we need to uh, get out a bit of Guinness World Records in our life. Just over seventy nine thousand knitted flags were created by thousands of contributors from across the world, and that beat that beat the previous Guinness World Record by double. Uh, many contributors said it gave them something to do while in lockdown. Now I've been getting into my art while in lockdown. Bianca, what have you been doing in lockdown that's been different? What have you been doing to keep yourself inside? <laughs> that's a good question. Because um, a lot of it is same, same, isn't it? Because we've all been at home. Um, well, so much is different, isn't it? Yeah. Kids at home, uh, husband at home, everyone at home all the time. So that is different. Um, we've been... I have actually got into playing Minecraft with my son in particular. Yes. 
Good, um, good choice. Good choice. People that tell you Minecraft is dead because it will never die. Well, you, know, you know what? Minecraft, I think, is one of those games that, like, and I'm a gamer, so I, I quite like games anyway, but Minecraft is one of the games that teaches you about um, construction, teaches about creativity. Um, yeah. It's like, it's actually, I think the engineers of tomorrow are playing Minecraft now. That's why I think, because it does, like the, uh, I'm sorry to get really geeky because I like a bit of Minecraft as well, but if the, did, your, did your son use redstone and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, he is, like, compared to me, I'm so basic with it, but he is next level, he's rushing off, he's so fast, and I'm just like, oh, hang on a minute, how do I uh, put this block down? <laughs> but um, at least at least we could do it together. But you know what I was going to say is actually we crossed it over as well. So he was building a tree house in Minecraft. And and I was like, well, how about you just, you know, to get him off screen for a little bit, yeah. how about you um, do build a, a tree house with your Lego now? And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, like that, that crossing, over, like you're saying about the engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's actually like a practical skill, isn't it? I mean, like, I, 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 there's no surprise that Minecraft has sort of taken over the world because you can build literally whatever you want with it. I once actually yeah. burned Soph's house down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can we just confirm in Minecraft? You're yeah? Like, yeah. Right, okay, not, she, not, she built it in the shape you're, of you're, you're not taking petrol to a Wendy <laughs> house in the back garden. No. No. Oh, I, that. I don't know. <laughs> she built it in the shape of the shape of a sheep, but the legs were made out of coal. And I was trying to make obsidian with water and lava, and the lava spilled and it burned down her oh, house. No. Can you? Uh, can you? Uh, you know, I'm still trying to learn. I mean, Charlotte's 16 now, but I'm still trying to learn about this parenting game. What page <laughs> of the parenting handbook does it teach you how to deal with a, a teenage arsonist? I don't know. Do you know? <laughs> Years ago. Oh. oh, oh. Were you, you were a teenager then? I was still yeah. a teenager. Yeah, exactly. Let me know when you find it, Chris. Let me know. Yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> should we carry on? Yeah. We got a bit distracted there. Um, a fine crew in Bovey Tracy saying happy birthday to Jack, a naval war veteran, in celebration of his, of his 100th birthday. Afterwards, the crew said, during Mental Health Awareness Week, we are highlighting acts of kindness. You know what? I've loved about lockdown, um, and as you say, it's, it comes with its frustrations, but one of the things I've loved about lockdown is a, a renewed respect for, for previous generations. You know, with mm. the uh, charity work that's been done by the couple of guys who uh, have just turned 100, um, plus people looking out for their neighbours and, and delivering sort of um, provisions that they need, the work that Silverline have been doing with um, um, befriending uh, uh, schemes for people who are getting lonely, all of that stuff has been amazing. So um, well done, everybody who's been getting involved with that. You've got a story? I do. Uh, you sent it to me yesterday. I'm not sure where it came from. but It came from friend of the show, Roberta Wyatt. So thanks, okay. Roberta, for sending that in. Okay, so Ian Wren... I received a lovely message this morning from a dear friend. Paul Sullivan is an entertainer and has performed in many pubs and clubs around Tayside and beyond. This virus has stopped Paul performing in his usual venues, so he has been using the mus his musical talents in other ways. Paul has been performing outdoor concerts 
Did I say that name right? For the elderly in many of our care homes in, this, in the area. This wonderful act of kindness has been done free of charge if the only payment Paul required was to be supplied with coffee and cake to keep him going. Although he had never asked for a penny, he has received quite a few donations from the staff and residents, and he used his money very generously by buying hand cream for the staff, a bike for a young boy who had his stolen, and stair gates for families with toddlers. He's a great supporter of the work we do with our sick and injured, sick and injured veterans at Horseback UK and has donated £50 to the charity. Thank you, Paul, and please keep up the good. Amazing, Paul. Thank you for your amazing contribution. Um, so, Bianca, we're going to talk to you about um, being kind to yourself today because I think it's important in these testing and trying times that we make sure that we are uh, being kind to ourselves. And one of the ways we can do that is just to maintain good physical health, mm. isn't it? So Absolutely. Before, before we start talking about that and sharing some practical tips about... Uh, and. The ones that we're sharing now aren't going to involve Vaseline, I don't think. They might, actually, if you're running one. Um, but um, before we start sharing those practical tips, tell us about you. Um, right, me. Uh, I'm Bianca Sainty, and I'm a mum of two. I'm in my mid-40s. Um, I have a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. Yeek! Um, and... Um, I am a personal trainer based in Hammersmith in London. I used to work in TV production uh, as a freelancer, um, making all sorts of different programs from ranging from a place in the sun to um, cars, cops and criminals, I think was the last thing that I uh, worked on. I retrained. So I had the kids and then I retrained um, as a PT after two, two key things, after running the London Marathon in 2011 and um and then watching and experiencing the uh, olympics in 2012 in london yeah. um and it really uh just sort of reconnected me with exercise i sort of lost my way i used to i used to do loads of sports at school and at university loved it lots of team stuff and i sort of through work and having the kids and stuff kind of lost a bit of contact with it and i realized it's really intrinsic to my overall health physical and mental well-being to um to be more active and so i retrained and i started um my personal training business in 2013 in about spring 2013 um yeah and so that's that's me <laughs> what was the experience running the marathon like oh i loved it so everyone who saw me said you're nuts. You've got two kids under the age of three. You're running the marathon. And I was like, yeah, but you, if I don't run it, I really will be mad, crazy. And I was, so um, it was, um, I loved every ounce of it. I loved the training. It was my thing. It was something, you know, that I had for me. I booked it in the diary weeks in advance. You know, I had to work out when I was going to do my long runs with the family because it is, you'll know, a huge commitment. Um, but really, it just, I just really loved it. And then I actually, on the day, had a really, really good experience. I basically ran all the way. I didn't stop. I didn't go mega fast or anything, but I was able to absorb some of the amazing um, atmosphere. And, I, yeah, I just was like, this is amazing. Well, um, you know what's interesting? Because I did Paris three years ago. Was it three or four years ago now? 
Don't it know. was 2017, so it was three years ago. Um, yeah. I, I did, I did uh, Paris three years ago, and um, I, I enjoyed it. It was really good. But part of um, the thing about Paris, it's a beautiful city, but it is full of Parisians. And Parisians <laughs> are a bit more sophisticated, but... Not the, too keen on the marathon. Not too keen on the marathon. And there was some nice polite clapping from sort of bistros and bars on the side. But I was I was expecting a London uh, yeah. uh, environment. Um, and it was it was just a different experience. Amazing. Yeah. And running down the river and up to Notre Dame and, and, and running almost up to the Eiffel Tower. I, I did almost... I, I, I've told this story on the podcast before, but... <laughs> Um, I, I, uh, there was a guy who wasn't too keen on the marathon who, um, who, who um, was trying to cross the road and they've got, you, you, know, you know what it's like, they've got like sort of uh, places where people can cross and this guy was yeah. crossing really slow, they'd start oh. the, uh, any more people and they'd start the runners again so I'd started um, and I had to duck, dodge this guy as he started waving his baguette. So I came, <laughs> I came back from the marathon and my first client, I had a client meeting in town, so headed into town to see this client. Uh, um, uh, this client said, how was the marathon? I said, really good, really enjoyed it. Had a little cry at the end, like, so, but really good experience. Um, but I did get attacked by a man with a baguette. And he went, you couldn't make that any more French, could you? Did he have, like, no. a stripy jumper and, like, onions? No, just the baguette. <laughs> Just to forget, but I, I loved it. But I'm expecting um, I'm expecting London to be just completely different. Have you have you done any more since? I haven't. No. You know, I did it. I had such a great day, and I know that people come usually finished, and they've either straight away like I want to do that again, or they're like me. <laughs> it so I've notched it up and, and because it sort of all went well for me I didn't feel like I wanted to go back and yeah. and also I think because it is you know it is a massive commitment and it's a fam, you know family thing I was, I was like I don't I, I don't want to do that right now I, I wouldn't say never say never but but London is something else and um so have you done London no no, so you're going to be doing it in October? Ho hopefully. I'm just, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that October's going He's to be going on. He's been trying to do it since um, Paris. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. No, it, London, London will be the one. But then, it's extraordinary. And um, ever since I ran it, I've been compelled to go back and uh, cheer everyone on because of the support on the streets. It's yeah. absolutely as I can't really describe it. There's so many different elements. I've got so many really vivid memories of different aspects, whether it's drummers, whether it's just people shouting out your name, you know, that, you know, of course you have your name on your t-shirt. Um, and there's this very clever sort of drafting system. When you get a bit tired, you sort of go towards um, the pavements, at, like the edge a bit to let the faster runners through. And of course that's when people supporting can see you and they start, shouting your name and the lift you get from that is incredible you find yourself sort of drafting back out into the middle and off you go again it's just it's genius like it it's amazing yeah no no I'm, I'm i'm super super looking forward to it can you tell us a little bit about um pod fitness your business yeah so um when i started back in 2013 it was just me so i was just doing one-to-one -one personal training 
um, outside, always outside in the park, because partly because I, I just never really got on with gyms, and I always knew that I, I, I that's not really where I wanted to work. And I live right by a park, Ravenscourt Park, and it was like take people out and then of course I started seeing all of the added benefits you get from being outdoors um so that became a bit of a USP of ours yeah gradually over the years sort of um you know recruited trainers to work alongside me um and I realized as well that um a lot of our members enjoyed we started doing like maybe two to ones and then with small group session is what we do now is small group personal training and we realized that actually most people get everything they need from their their small group personal training session they don't need the one-to-ones unless you know occasionally we have someone with a very very specific goal or uh injury rehab type thing um and uh we found that basically it works really 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 well so because you get the social interaction and the motivation not just from the trainer but from the little group of people that you're with. So we usually do like four max. But, that, but, that's, um, but that's an integral part of it, isn't it? It's that social element that comes yeah. with exercise that is a motivator, right? Absolutely. And it, it just makes it that much more sticky. You've got another reason. So it's not just because the, the, your trainer's waiting for you. You're going to see that person that you might have met or you know before. That, um, you're going to meet up with them and then a lot of people if they've got time you know they might go for a coffee afterwards it's all right and that's so important to the our overall well-being and especially now we found just that social connection yeah um and it just makes makes it more fun frankly um and if something's fun you're more likely to stick at it you're more likely to carry on doing it 100 percent. and and um talk to me a little bit about what your uh, a typical group pt session might involve um so before coronavirus we would basically the meet the gather in the park trainers there they know where to meet him or her and um we have got a shed full of kits so we would always bring some kit out to the park so we'd use body weight exercises but also bring stuff that you might see in a gym like kettlebells or dumbbells a trx like the suspension trainer um and mats for the for the members if you're doing floor work um so it would always be different but generally just you would be leaving with a having done a full body um workout that would incorporate some cardio um like strength um and endurance so uh, just the an, an, a sort of quite well-rounded session, if you like. Yeah. yeah. Um, Have you got a question? Uh, yeah. So, can you tell us about the mission for Pod Fitness? Well, yeah, it's really simple actually. It's just getting people fit for life, um, and uh, in body and mind. So, we've got some of the pillars there. So, the social interaction, being outdoors, is really important because we just spend so much time indoors. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Well, no, there is one reason why Minecraft. I mean that. Yeah, well, exactly. So, what else? Where else do you need? You need to counteract the screens, don't we? Minecraft cake and. (laughs) Sorry, what Minecraft cake? There's cake in Minecraft. Is Is there? Is there? Where's where? Where is all this Minecraft cake been holding? (laughs) I haven't found that yet. (laughs) You can make Um, Minecraft cake. Yeah, but I prefer taming horses. It's fun. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Right. Sorry. Are you? 
Has this turned into the Minecraft podcast? All of a sudden, or what? <laughs> it's like, you, you're tracking in stuff. You just gotta like. Right? No, no. I mean, I think it was the mention of cake. I mean, I, I thought the cake was real when you first mentioned it. That's why I was so interested. So, um, sorry, we, we've completely gone off track now, Ben. That's right. No, it's my fault because I said outdoors because we spent too much time indoors and then we went into Minecraft again. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, that's right. But. Um, yeah, but, you say what? What? Like, to help me understand the benefits of that balance of making sure that we spend as much time outside as possible. Well, um, there's quite a few aspects to it. Um, the obvious one being the sun, and you know, there's more talk of it now. I think because um, uh, vitamin D we get from uh, the sun's action on our skin, and um, in the northern hemisphere we. <laughs> don't have that much sun so we're all probably a little bit deficient anyway um but vitamin d is really important for loads of stuff like strong bones um uh that's probably the one that most people think about when they think about vitamin d but it's also really important for our immune system and uh, it sort of kick starts it and um so there's even more reason especially right now we want our immune system to be really strong right so um uh, get outside every day just even if it's not sunny you still need to get outside and get some you know um fresh air looking at seeing trees and um sky is well it's been documented now with uh, in uh science that it's good for our well-being yeah when nature is important you know there's loads of research yeah. on that and you've been you've been scheduling a walk every day haven't you yeah i like to go out and i take pictures of bumblebees sticking their heads in flowers <laughs> that's so good that's yeah. really good because you're reconnecting with you know nature and look think about it we we have evolved massively right but we fundamentally we still have our those uh, instincts of fight and flight and all the hormones that go around in our bodies that are designed to keep us alive and so we actually we're designed to move number one we're not designed to sit down all day and um, so walking is brilliant um and you know we're designed to like scan horizons and things our eyes yeah. need to go and see long distance because that's what we do yeah we haven't evolved to our sitting down in front of a desk you know well the horizon of minecraft doesn't count does it <laughs> i don't no. think so no it's not the same does, does chasing bumblebees count chasing bumblebees count and we're chasing you know, bumblebees we're, i mean we're really lucky because we've got um we're on the edge of east london slash essex mm. i don't know how, how to describe it to be honest but um we because we've got the county park at the back of the house we've we've got um giant hill that we get to walk up and view for miles haven't mm. we it's really really good have you got that brilliant yes okay so how important oh no that, she basically already answered that one um so we just move on to number five no no the question is how important has been staying fit during lockdown for you personally oh i misread that question yeah oh well actually um I, so you probably got by now that when I talk about staying fit and staying well, I'm talking whole thing. I'm not trying to separate physical from mental because we can't. Um, and um, it's been absolutely vital for me. Obviously, the uncertainty and the stress of coronavirus is going to make just everybody uh, has anxiety levels go up, right? And um, one way that you can help just kind of keep that on a level is through exercising and for me it's been absolutely vital i i have 
has um, anxiety um, issues in the in the past, and I'm you know I've had to, I've been very lucky. I've had course uh, treatments for it, and I have lots of tools now to um, help me deal with what's going on up here. But one of the key one of the key elements is is just keeping regular exercise in and i mean that can be just walking or or a full-on session um or going for a jog um so really i'd say it's been really uh, vital um and i have um in order to make sure that i kept doing some exercise um i have started doing some live broadcasts i was talking about uh, to you about it earlier Chris um I started off on Facebook live and I called them the isolated not alone workouts just as lockdown was starting because I suddenly realized that there was loads of people who were gonna we're gonna all be stuck at home and yeah. thinking ah what what I do and all the stress of it and you need to release that somehow and exercise is such a good way to release some of that pent up stress and the, the nice thing about it is, I mean, now they're on they're on YouTube, but I'm still doing them regularly. Regularly, and it's made me accountable. I know people are, are logging in to do those with me, and it's kept me on a on a level. Because trust me, there's been days where I've woken up and I thought, oh, ugh, I just really, you know, I don't want to today. I don't want to do anything today. But I'm like, oh no, right, I've got my live. Yeah, got to get up, got to do it. And guess what? After doing it, you feel better, right? Yeah, um, and feels so much better. The social side of exercise, isn't it? You know that that accountability is yeah. important. Um, yeah. Did you have another question? Yeah, uh, I have several more. Uh, <laughs> what are some of the mental health benefits of maintaining good health? Okay, so staying physically active um, and regularly um, on the inside, so. Uh, on a hormonal level you probably ha- you probably know and have heard about endorphins are what they call our happy hormones so um natural chemicals inside our body that make us feel good and relaxed and those are released when you do exercise on top of that your cortisol levels come down so your cortisol is your stress levels one of the, the one of the hormones responsible for stress um uh the other thing about um when you're moving, uh, especially the cardiovascular, when you're like that, basically you're, you know, you're getting a bit puffing, your heart's pumping and really pumping the blood around your body. The blood gets pumped around your body, but of course it also goes up here to your brain. And the more brain, uh, more blood oxygen feed to your brain, the better, because it encourages something called neurogenesis. It's basically creating new neurons, new pathways. And, that's really important because um, it helps you to uh, adapt and think flexibly and deal better, basically, with stress or, or stressful situations so or stressful problems. Potentially think differently because it generates the new neurons in your brain. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So it's all about that blood flow, just giving the potential for the brain to go a spark, a new neuron. It, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, on yeah. so many levels. And then, of course... Um, you know the mental health more mental health benefits stuff like you know your your body confidence um, you feel strong you feel energized um, you're going to keep your aches and pains at bay usually through movement if you're sensible with what you're doing Um, I I can go on and on (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, so um, we we talk uh... We talk a decent amount on the podcast. We talk about it all the time, don't we? About, I never stop. Um, we never stop. 
about Minecraft. No, about <laughs> about um, talking, being not only being kind to other people, and uh, we've got uh, uh, we talk to people doing amazing work for others, but also the importance of being kind to yourself and effectively putting your own oxygen mask on first so yeah. that you can help other people more. Um, I, I yeah. believe that fitness is one of the ways to do that, and I'm sure you are. Help us mm. understand why. Oh, it's so important, and it really touches me quite deeply what you're saying, because um, it's a lesson that I'm learning still. I have always, I've been that person, I am that person. I'm always kind to everyone else. And who am I not kind to? Yeah. Myself. Yeah. yeah. And at my ripe old age I'm learning to be kinder to myself and it's so so key I mean staying fit is yeah it's absolutely it's just part of self-care yeah so if you can see that as something enjoyable rather than just something you have to do you know you just got to get it done it's actually enjoyable and you're thinking I'm being nice to myself. I'm looking after myself. Yeah. I'm going to feel so much better once I've finished. And then that means that I can go and play really nicely and mindfully with my kids, or I can go and have a nice walk with my friends and really listen to them. You know, um, so I, I think it's really important to try to, to view um, physical activity in this way. But I also think just be careful not to put too much pressure on yourself. So, you know, you'll know because, you know, right, like training for the marathon and stuff, you, it can be easy to slip into, um, oh, I missed a run and stop sort of like, oh, no, well, no, it's a disaster or beating yourself up a bit because yeah. you maybe didn't do something after all. So you, you have to get that balance um, and just check in and go, you know what, today I'm feeling a bit low on energy. So maybe... Instead of doing a high-energy workout with Bianca, <laughs> um, I might just go for a walk. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, so it's yeah. like, because you're moving, you're still getting benefits. It's, it's, um, it's, it's an interesting one because the charity that um doing the marathon for St. Francis um, mm. arrange uh, sort of uh, sports psychologists and other people to come and talk to us about running the marathon. And one of the things the sports psychologist said when we when we went when I went along to the evening is um, uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself to achieve mm. a particular time on the on the training run. Like you can set a broad aspiration, but actually yeah. run um, and, and train and say and aim for it just to feel good or aim for yeah. it just to achieve a certain distance don't don't mm. sort of make it too much about um you know you, you are allowed to go easy on yourself sometimes and yeah. part, part of being kind of to yourself is not beat yourself up over everything do you know what i mean because yeah. like, yeah. you know things sometimes are um are you know it, <laughs> In, in terms of in terms of like, sort of life, most of the time it goes all right, doesn't it? And sometimes we put pressure on ourselves unnecessarily. Absolutely, and I think um, tech can be really helpful, but sometimes it um, it sort of enable it's enabling us to put pressure on ourselves. So I like I might say to you, do you know what, Chris? Next time you go for a run, don't even put your watch on. Don't. Yeah. 
just go for a run and just see how it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, yeah. You, don't you don't find yourself going, oh, that last kilometre I did was a bit slow or, or oh, you know, you don't, it's just not there, so you can't. And you're just running for running's sake, right? I mean, to be honest, that last kilometre for me always is going to be a bit slow because every kilometre is a bit slow. Um, <laughs> but... Um, the ch- I suppose the challenge a lot of people have faced during lockdown is is they've had a bit more time on their hands. They um, want to get a bit more physically fit, but they don't know where to start. So where would yeah. you, where or they've been used to going to the gym um, uh, pre-lockdown and now find their their routines, their habits being disrupted a bit, and they've sort of they've lost the they've lost the flow a bit. What yeah. would you give somebody to help them get back um, uh, into the habit of exercising all the time? Okay, so if if somebody's let's just do it's two parts really. So if someone's starting totally from scratch. Just start small and um, like that can literally be like a walk every day and that is great and you'll you'll start to feel the, the benefits immediately. <laughs> um, so everyone always say try and find something you enjoy. So it may be different, have to be different, but if you find something you enjoy, as I've said before, you're more likely to stick at it. Um, for someone who is, you like you say, maybe is in a bit more, was in a routine, but that's been disrupted for whatever, you know, they can't go to their gym or, um, I'd say embrace it because the way we progress mentally, physically is, um, by mixing things up and, um, that's true in exercise. So if you um, always do the same thing in your class or your or your gym, it's really good for you to actually just try something different. So whether that's to go for a little run or to try uh, a workout online, um, the exercises will be different. It's going to be really, really good for you. And you'll be maybe training um, not with massive heavy weights, yeah. but it doesn't matter you've got your body weight you can do loads of that um so i would just try and embrace for those that are more seasoned you know just try and embrace the new try something different yeah. um and yeah like we were saying before don't worry about the you know the the tangibles or the numbers and stuff like that just get out there and and do what you feel and and what you, like you talked about trying something new mm. what things who that somebody sort of who might have trained before and uh, maybe doing the hip routines, what might they try that, that might be a bit different? Going for a cycle ride? Yeah, 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 maybe something different. Now, now, one of the things, one of the things that I intend to do and one of the things we've talked about um, on the podcast before because we had a previous pe- question of the podcast about, I think it might have been one of our nostalgic-tinged uh, questions was um, uh, somebody, one of our listeners, uh, didn't know what runouts was, um, and I am I am genuinely thinking about uh, after lockdown's over having a massive charity runouts competition. Just out of interest, Bianca, are you in? Uh, um, I will say yes when I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's a run out? You are. You don't know what run outs are. No. So it's the it's it's the game where you like you like somebody counts and you run and then there's a yeah. ball that they've got to get to and then 
it's, it's like ad, but a bit more like. I haven't got Are you talking about, is it like a bleep test? It's great. Yeah, so what happens is there's one person who's the adder, everybody else runs, and then what you've got to try and do is get back to base, and if the adder gets you, you're, you then become a adder. And then oh, okay. comes out again, and then has to run in again. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, maybe I knew it as a different name or something, but yeah, I'm in. <laughs> No, 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 no. British Bulldogs wall to wall. There's the difference. British Bulldogs, isn't it? No? Okay, anyway. Uh, anyway, where can people... That's the second person who doesn't know what run-outs is. I, 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 think, I think my perception that everybody knew what run-outs is is being smashed. Um, where can I think it's just a terminology thing, Chris. I think... Bianca, what would you call it? Um... It's like a running sardines, isn't it? Like, so if you get caught, you have to join the catcher's team. I don't know. <laughs> Where did sardines come into it? I don't know. <laughs> Shall we keep going before we get more? It's the salmon fish cakes. Yeah. <laughs> right, where can, where can people find out a little bit more about you and Pod Fitness? Um, so, uh, I was thinking about this, the quickest, uh, the easiest place to go is probably just to my Instagram, which is at Bianca Sainty. Okay. Um, and then there's the link on there to my YouTube, uh, channel. And then there's also the link to pod fitness. Um, uh, and yeah, then you can find, um, you know, this, you know, it's all into, we're all interlinked, aren't we? So yeah. that's probably the easiest. So the, um, at Bianca Sainty on Instagram. Amazing. And all of your, um, workout videos that you've been doing, uh, are on your Facebook page and then on YouTube. Yes. So actually the YouTube channel, which is called workout with B, that's me, by the way, <laughs> in case you didn't realize, um, has actually got them all, uh, stacked up. They might be a bit easier to find and there's 20 or so currently and i'm going to be adding more on week by week um, and they're all like 30 minutes body weight workouts that you can do anywhere so they're kind of like enough long enough that you uh feel like it really doesn't work but short enough it doesn't take up your whole day who's got time for that anyway amazing thank you so much um, we're going to do the answers to the question of the podcast, which, if you remember, um, was what um, fictional or cartoon character would you be? Um, Russ said, if you ask uh, Tom, I am comic book guy from The Simpsons. Ellie Thomas said, obviously, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, Louise McNamee said, I'd be Poppy from Trolls as a cartoon character. And John Coffey from the Green Mile. He is. Have you seen the Green Mile yet? Ooh, no. You've got to get a bit of the Green Mile in your life. It's an amazing movie. Um, Sean Acton said Hong Kong Fooey. Um, <laughs> Roberta White said definitely Harry Potter. Uh, John Cook wants to be Spider Man. Trace. One? Uh, what do you mean, which one? Which interpretation of Spider Man does he want to be? Oh, that's a really good Ooh. question. I don't know. Yeah, good question. Tracy said Nanny McPhee. Nicola Taylor said Pennington Bear. And Justin Gaffney said Wonder Woman. Um, all very good choices <laughs> as, as there. As Wonder Woman is. 
Um, and then Catherine Knowles um, said on Twitter, um, Catherine Knowles said um, she'd be a toss-up between Sherlock Holmes and Hercule Poirot. I'd now, that, that is a great choice. You know, I, would you go for Agatha Christie? What fictional detective would you be? Um, see, I'd love, I'd love to be, like, an assistant so you can kind of watch it all happening. Yeah. So you'd be Dr. Watson, would you? Or like Hastings or... Could be, yeah. Um, and then Chris Buds kept the aspiration super low. Um, he'd go for Jesus. <laughs> He's just been Jesus. <laughs> now, now, look, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to get into a religious debate, Chris. Whatever you choose is, is entirely <laughs> your choice, but um, that's it. Um, uh, Bianca, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We really appreciate your input. Um, if you'd like to have a look at what Bianca's doing, we'll make sure we put the links in the show notes. Have a lovely Friday. Thank you very much for having me. Bye.